Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne. And I'm Bobby. And like I said, this is the podcast for big families. So if you're listening, thank you so much. That probably means that you've got a big family already, or maybe someday you'll have a big family, or you're thinking about having a big family. Uh, whether you've got, what do we say, Bobby? Three or four kids? Something like that. Over over two and a half, which is the the average in America, right? That's what we say, yeah. If, so if you've got, you know, your two and a half kids, I, I I don't know what that half kid looks like, but I hope he's okay. <laughs> I hope he's doing all right. Healthy as can be. Right. But it, I guess that would be on the smaller side. But if you've got, you know, your 10 kids or your 15 or whatever your magic number is in your world that uh, you kind of self-define as a big family. Yeah, this podcast is for you. We talk about the ins and outs of big family life, the ups and the downs and the all arounds. Uh, the strengths and the weaknesses and the challenges and the cool stuff, the fun stuff too. Bobby's got how many? How many kids you got, Bobby? Now are you up to four and counting? Well, I can't say that four. Let me just say four. <laughs> did did that? Does that does that make everybody think? <gasps> are they? Do they need to tell us something? I know, I know. The truth is, I mean, I the, I know you've got four kids. Yeah, the truth is, we don't have. We're we're not expecting. Let me just say that. But when you guys are expecting number five, this is how you should tell everybody. What I just did. Yeah, I mean, except four actually, and counting. Yeah, and then get get everybody to listen. Hey, big news on the podcast from Bobby's family this week. And maybe we'll get all the kids on the podcast to scream or something. Yeah, it'll be like sweeps week on TV. Oh yeah, but I anyway about that. Yeah. So if you've got a bunch of kids, this is for you, however you define your big family. Well, let's jump in, man. So today's topic, uh, we'll come up with a cute show name and everything later on, but this is all about going out to eat with your kids. Oh, man. Bobby, how often do you guys do this? Do y'all, whether it's the, the fast food stuff, whether it's the McDonald's or the Chick-fil-A run, or whether it's actually going out to a nice sit-down place for dinner with table service and everything, how often do y'all do it? Uh, more and more seldom, I can say that with certainty, for many reasons. Um, I'll say the main reason is just that it's it's difficult to manage and navigate, and I think we're going to get into that, right? Yeah, we're in the same boat. We don't do it often, and we've we've got some downsides. And I, th- I think this stuff is going to be obvious to most of our listeners. They're gonna they're gonna feel this too. It. I remember having one kid. It was kind of fun. People dote over the baby and you're able to focus on developing your little lady or your little gentleman and getting them involved in the process and all that. And you're able to focus solely on them. So if there's a meltdown or whatever, you or your spouse takes them off and deals with them if you have to. But chances are there's probably not even a meltdown because it's two on one, right? Right on. Yeah. It it, it definitely used to be easier. And like I said, there's other reasons why, you know, we don't go and we're going to get into those, but, um, certainly, uh, I certainly agree with you there. So it's not always fun. It used to be fun. One of our parents was watching the kids the other day, was watching all uh, the three older ones. And we had Tyler and we went out of town for lunch and it was great. We went to this cool place, this cool little pizza shop. And it was like, it was like old times all over again. It was just Sarah and me and the baby and it was so cool, man. The baby was so well-behaved. He was great. He ate well, all that. And we're like, oh, yeah, this is what it used to be like. Now, that being said, we're kind of setting up the show 
to talk about some stuff. Uh, we're hitting the downsides. We Again, we just want to point out we're aware that this is something that doesn't happen as often as it used to, uh, at least for Bobby and I. So that's why we're talking about it tonight. But, you know, what are what are some of those issues and then what are some of the things that we could do to kind of enjoy it a little bit more? So going into it, though, we know it's not always fun. It's not always cheap. Um, again, kind of going back to the meltdown thing, the staff may not understand. Other diners right. may not understand. Bobby, have you ever gotten the glare? Catherine would probably call me out and say that I have a difficult time and whether we be at church or we be in public and or we are in public. I, can, I don't know if I can talk tonight. <laughs> Um, we be, and, um, I, I always feel like we're being like peered at, you know, just, just being stared at and she's better on that side. She's like, it's okay. You know, and especially at church, I'm always like, we're a distraction to the whole congregation. (laughs) And she's like, but everyone loves it. And that's probably true on the, on that side of things. Uh, so, but yes, going out to eat. Absolutely. Uh, I'm always like, I feel like, I, I do the shh, 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 you know, like the whole time, just trying to like calm everyone down all the time. So yes, absolutely. So uh, you and I, are, again, we're on the same page, but all this stuff has its advantages too, right? I mean, aside from quick, easy, whatever, you know, that kind of night out, the, the reasons that you anybody would go out to dinner, they don't want to cook at home, or it's just easier to let somebody handle it, or the culinary experience, whatever. I mean, it's got its advantages, even aside from that, with the kids. And we'll talk about that. But let's kind of set up the show for where we're going. I want to break down the show into two themes. Let's talk about the fast food places. Let's talk about the McDonald's and the Chick-fil-A's. That's a completely different experience than restaurants with table service. So let's jump in. Let's call this segment one or whatever. Fast food, uh, fast casual, I think is what you know, some of the fancier fast food places call it fast, casual dining experience, whatever. The reason why anybody would do this, man, it's so easy yeah. and it's, it's quick, right? You just roll in, you tell them what you want. You, chances are, you know what your kids are having. What do your kids get at Chick-fil-A? I mean, I can almost rattle this off the top of my head. Oh, probably, you know, we don't, I, we love, love Chick-fil-A. We go there more seldom than other places. Uh, we we actually it's funny we're doing this show tonight because two hours ago, this was one of our nights where it was it was part of the deal the fast food thing. But to answer your question, I think we'll uh, the kids like their chicken nuggets. Uh, Noah has an egg allergy, so we always got to get him like the the uh, grilled nuggets or something. Um, he's never a fan, but he's pretty gracious too. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, but that's my point, right? I mean, it's. You don't have to sit and look at the menu for 30 minutes. We know exactly, yep. Right. You don't have to go, okay, well, let me figure out the allergy thing in your case, or let me figure out, man, my kid, Luke right now, he's addicted to peanut butter and jelly. Now, if we go to Chick-fil-A, we can branch out a little bit. I'm not saying, though, that we could go to the really cool sushi place around the corner and take him there right now, though. I think unless they had a peanut butter and jelly California roll, which sounds (laughs) really, really gross right now. It really does. It really does. I bet somewhere there, I bet they somewhere has that though. Some really weird, like uh, all expansive, creative sushi place. That would be the weirdest Asian fusion restaurant ever. Um, I bet it exists. It's somewhere. It's probably on one of those diners, drives, and whatever that show is. Drives, diners, yeah. and dive ins or something. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drive in. So, so that's the biggest advantage for I think Sarah and I. It's super easy. You don't have to think about meal prep. You don't have to think about the shopping. You don't have to do all that on the front end. And then when you get there, you just order and you get it within you know three or four minutes, whether it's the drive through or you're actually going in to eat. How about you guys? What's the the biggest advantage that you guys would go to a place like that? I mean, yeah, I'll be in on the go. Uh, you know, I, can I just use a real example? We. Um, Ava loves gymnastics and she gets to do gymnastics once a week. And, uh, normally on Wednesdays, we're kind of in the summer now, so it's not, uh, not completely true right now, but most Wednesdays out of the year, uh, she'll have gymnastics, but then we also go up to, we go up to church to, to, to participate in some activities there. So we, Catherine leaves the house before I get off of work, goes to gymnastics and then goes straight to the church. And on her way to the church, there's this, uh, we'll typically do Sonic or some other kind of fast food thing. Um, even the dreaded McDonald's happens from time to time. And we did that. That was something we did tonight, really. Uh, and it's because it was quick. It's easy. You know, Catherine leaves the house at four and it's not dinner time and we're not coming home till probably eight thirty or nine in some cases, maybe, maybe eight. So yeah, I mean, that's dinner. That, that whole gap is when, you know, the kids are starving and it just works. It and and we need we need it to work, and that's why. I mean, it, it, we we don't like doing that, but it it's a necessity on nights like that, you know. And we said we could certainly pack dinners and you know. So I know we've even done that before. So I want to make sure I throw that out there because if you're listening, you might be like, well, you could pack a picnic, and we 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 do, and we can, and we should probably more often than we do. But that's that's when we need it the most. Yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, we've been there too. The picnic thing is fun, but it's also fun for the kids to get the Happy Meal that's got the book inside or whatever it is. I think that's another part of it for us, for for our kids anyway. The kids love it. It can be fun, even if it is McDonald's. Chick-fil-A has their play sets. Burger King. What about this, dude? Kind Kind of a quick sidebar. When I was little, McDonald's wasn't the only place that had the play set. Burger King had one and Dairy Queens around here anyway, they had one. Yeah. Do you, did, did yours growing up? Yeah. I, th- yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. I, I, th- yes, I know that they did. And now as I think about it right at this very moment, I feel like the only people that still do are McDonald's and Chick-fil-A's. Do you know? That's what else? I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I was thinking off the top of my head as well. Dairy Queen. I don't know, you know, why they, while they stopped doing it. I think Burger King got rid of their kids meal or their kids club or something like that fairly recently. Anyway, I, di- I digress on it. Yeah. Man, Fast food. One uh, thing, etiquette. Yeah, go ahead. The one thing I remember about Dairy Queen's playset, and this has to be a reason why they got rid of it. They had this slide that had little roller bar things on it. Do you remember those? Did you ever see those growing up? It was like, I'm thinking about it now and it was such an eighties thing to have, but it was like these cylinders that would just spin almost like conveyor belt style. And that's how you would slide down. And it's a great idea in theory. How many fingers and toes got lost in that machine of a thing, though, over the years? People, I'm sure people got pinched and ended up going to the ER or whatever. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like now it's like uh, a competition, though. Um, McDonald's and Chick-fil-A's or McDonald's are competing with themselves. The one down the street has the better playset. It's cleaner. <laughs> That's always a big one for Ooh, us. Cleanliness. Who's the yeah, cleanest man. one or who at least seemingly is the cleanest one? Because probably none of them are really <laughs> that clean. Uh, but yeah. Let's be honest. If it has a ball pit, just assume oh, that it's a cesspool. Gosh. <laughs> 
It's so bad. Even, even if it's got the sticker on it that says, this ball pit was cleaned yesterday. No way. I, I'm not trusting what that. What did you do? Did you take every ball out and wash it separately? There's just no way. Sarah and I, we are the the farthest thing in the world from helicopter parents. We are not huge, crazy germaphobes. We love it when our kids play in the dirt. We're all about that. But I think playing in the dirt of nature is different than playing in the dirt of the ball pit at McDonald's or wherever it is. Yeah, bad news. Yeah, I'm afraid needles and just random bad things are going to be in there. (laughs) But to bring it back, uh, the whole whole no cleanup... Actually, let me say this. When I was a kid, I loved loved when we got to go out to eat, play set or not. Uh, And I wonder, I think times have changed. I mean, obviously our culture has brought it to a much more prominent thing to do or a much more normal thing to do uh granted all this costs money too uh so it it's one of those things when uh you're being frugal or or you're being uh just cost conscientious uh budget conscientious which is a good thing that you shouldn't do it as often as as you can i guess you know uh that's one of the downsides um you know that that we i think we're going to talk about but when i was a kid it was like a treat a major treat you know to even get like a cheeseburger somewhere. So, and to this day, my kids are the same. They they do love it, and uh, you know that that might speak to the idea that we don't do it that often. Um, but sometimes in my head, gosh, we do it more than we should. But then I think, well, they they love it so much, so we must not be doing it that often. So I'm, I'm always trying to run that balance. But back to benefits, the no cleanup thing, and it being quick. There's no cooking in the kitchen. Uh, therefore, no cleaning in the kitchen. That's huge for my wife. You know, how, how about you? We love the drive through. We talked about that briefly a second ago. If you've got somewhere to be, especially if you're traveling or whatever, and uh, Bobby, you and I, we're not talking about anything that any parent out there is not going, oh, yeah, well, duh. Who doesn't love the drive through when you're traveling, when you're on the road? Sure. But here's the thing. You've got to weigh all these pros and cons. You've got to bring everything together. And then you got to say, okay, does this make sense for my big family? Does this make sense yeah, the time and energy and hassle factor that we're saving on. What about the cons? You know, kind of going back to what you were saying with the balance, you know, finding that. Uh, but on the drive-through thing, we we went through it the other day, and Sarah and I were looking at the board. I think we were driving back from Nashville after visiting you guys, so this would have been a few weeks ago. We're looking at the board, and we're just kind of crunched for time, and we ended up going somewhere that we really didn't want to go. Uh, I think it was McDonald's to be quite honest. And they've got <laughs> decent food. I mean, Poor I'm not trying McDonald's. to slam. I know I'm not trying to slam Mickey D's or whatever, but there's just, I don't know. There's a world of difference between that and some other places, but we end up yep. there just based on location and time and price and whatever. We're in the drive through. We're looking at the board, trying to figure out what we want. And Sarah and I figure out what we need. And we're trying to go, okay, well, how many Happy Meals do we need? Or do we need to get an extra value meal and split it between the two kids? Because, hey, cost cost tip right there. Do that. Don't just always succumb to everybody needs a Happy Meal. Because if you're buying seven Happy Meals and dishing those around, that gets really expensive real fast. Yep. You could do what? The 99-cent cheeseburger? I mean, let's, let's be real. You're not really focused on healthy options that much at this point in the game. You're just trying to get food in the belly so you're moseying on down the road a little bit more. So we start ordering and Sarah's still trying to, you know, I guess do the math or whatever, figuring out what everybody needs. And I order what I need. I order what Sarah needs as I'm waiting her to feed me the next line. Right. And I order those two meals and the drive-thru lady goes, 
okay, so will that be all? And I'm thinking, oh, we're not even close to done. <laughs> we're I, I just getting started, lady. <laughs> exactly. You got another, yeah, you got another 10 minutes, all right? Just sit, sit back Hold your and horses. hang on. Hold your horses, Sally. <laughs> well, that, that's funny you say that. Uh, I wonder how many uh, dads out there, are, or I guess couples can relate to the idea. It sounds like Sarah and Catherine are the same. The girls order for the kids. Like, I... I, I'm I'm lost there. I mean, if I had to do it, I'd just I wouldn't even ask them what they want. I'd just say uh, how many. I'd, I'd look back, I'd count how many kids there are in the back, and I'd say four of these, and they and they'd say I don't want that. I want fries. I'd be like, nope, just you're getting what you get. But Catherine is so good at uh, well, Ava loves this, and Lucas loves this, and this and this, and she can rattle off like five different orders and a side to me, and then I have to relay it to the whoever you know is, is doing the drive through. Uh, all I, all I order for is myself. <laughs> how, but you're how, driving. How pathetic is that, right? Yeah, I, I'm driving. I got control of the vehicle. <laughs> That's always my excuse. But I'm driving. I got to figure out where we're going after this, and I, I've got it all mapped out in my head. I'm focused on that. <laughs> you handle food, right? Exactly. So so ordering at the drive-through might be one drawback. Uh, I would say another drawback of this is now obviously eating out with a large number of people. It gets expensive anywhere but fast food you're really kind of focused on okay what's my roi here you know it's there's if i'm just getting food in bellies and there's no health value there's there's very little there you got to go okay is the cost worth it so some recent purchases for us for our family so this specific trip that i'm thinking of at mcdonald's for sarah for me and for three kids ages seven four and three and then i think tyler who is just over a year. I think he shared some stuff with us. Uh, I don't remember what we got, but we spent $23. I looked at the credit card or the debit card statement the other day and there it popped up. 23 bucks at McDonald's. Recently, we were at Chick-fil-A and I got a nice salad. Sarah got whatever kind of meal she wanted. Same kind of thing. Spent $29 at Chick-fil-A. Now, look, can you spend 23 bucks at Chick-fil-A and get something you know that's going to fill everybody up? Sure. I'm just saying... Just these blips in time without even thinking of the show in advance. 23 bucks at McDonald's, 29 at Chick-fil-A. My mom got lunch for herself, for me, and for the kids and surprised us yesterday, brought it over. She spent $28 at Culver's. Nothing fancy. It's not like we're getting dessert or whatever. But man, you add that up. And if especially if you do that, what, once a week? Yeah. And uh, that that stuff adds up. It's expensive. Yeah. And again, you know, what's the what's the ROI there? What's the, your return on that investment? It's not like you're getting a, a phenomenal cultural experience. You know, again, it's not a culinary art to eat this stuff. You know, you're really just trying to make it to the next thing. You're trying to make it easy on you, easy on your family. And it's definitely like we already talked about not probably not necessarily healthy for you <laughs> too. Right? So yeah, that's interesting to consider the kind of cost benefit of that. You know, it would cost me Time it would cost you grocery money, but you know, all being said, going to the grocery store and having groceries is cheaper than eating out three times a day. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's interesting to c- consider that. And a lot of times, you got to remember what does your time cost, right? A lot of times, my father in law is really good at saying, you know, th- he knows what he, he makes in a day or a year, and he's he'll, he'll always joke around with my mother in law who will ask him to do something and he'll say, well, this is what I cost an hour. <laughs> Basically just <laughs> kind of joking around. But uh, in, in truth, that that is kind of where you, any one of us could say, I mean, even our wives could say, you know, 
this is what it costs me in time. Uh, so you got to weigh that. That's a very subjective thing. That's a great point. That's a great point, especially when you are talking about it as an investment. It's not just money. It's time. It's it's stress. You know, factor all that in. Yeah. Hey, let's wrap this one up. Let's wrap this segment up. Uh, you know, this has been the fast food segment. We're going to take a really brief break. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about sit-down restaurants right after this. Well, hello there, above-average listener. In any other podcast, this is where you'd hear an ad, but not this podcast. Well, not yet. Not until the boys decide to sell out. But anyway, because you're probably constantly busy with your kids, how about a little silence? There you go. Five seconds of peace. <sighs> and now, back to the show. And Bobby. Now you and I, we're going to jump into the second segment of the show today. We're going to talk about eating out at sit-down Hold restaurants. On, I'm, I mean, I'm it's, finishing it's a my, very... my cheeseburger real quick. Just, you know, that was that quick break. I ran to McDonald's. Literally ran. Right, I could, See, sadly. Well, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah, whatever. It depends on how long the break was. What's funny is that Bobby doesn't know what the break sounded like yet at this moment in time. I haven't played for him what we had in store. So, uh, <laughs> if, Oh, if this you is could... even better. It's going to be a surprise. You'll hear it when it comes out. So if you could have ran to McDonald's in that time, grabbed a cheeseburger and came back, I'm crazy impressed. Good job. <laughs> All right. I interrupted you. Let's go. No, no. Anyway, I was just kind of setting, setting the stage for this. We're talking about sit-down restaurants. It's a very, very different experience than a fast food or fast casual restaurant or whatever. You know, it's not the counter service. It's not, hey, let me order this. And then, you know, within five minutes, I'm eating. It's very different. Um, and if you've got table service at a place, I don't know, more often than not, it's probably slightly fancier. You know, even if it's just a meet and three restaurant or something, it's probably just a notch above 20 kids playing in the playset in the back of the restaurant. So table service, whether it's fancy or not, you know, that's that's all included here. We're going to talk about the benefits versus the drawbacks, just like we did with the fast food places. And Bobby, I don't know about you guys, but I want my kids to be little ladies and little gentlemen. I want them to explore different things, even if it is just with the uh, you know so-called ethnic restaurants here in Little O, Owensboro, Kentucky. It is kind of a culinary adventure to let them try sushi or let them try some fancy seafood or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like that's it's kind of that cultural experience. Do you guys focus on that very much? You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I'd never really thought of it in those terms. It's, in fact, as soon as we're rolling into this segment, I'm thinking they're very... Uh, they're, they're, I'm sorry, I should say there are way less benefits to me to going out to eat to a table service place. But as I read your notes and read and kind of hear you out, it's like, huh, I never really thought of it that way. Um, so yeah, I'm with you now that I could see, you know, you're not going to make sushi at home probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right. and I know that Ava and Lucas love it because there's been times when I've brought, I mean, I don't know, you know, like a Kroger or a Publix, you know, sushi, which isn't all that terrible. If you're a sushi connoisseur, you're not going to love that. But I brought that stuff home and they love it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think if you start your kids young on exploring stuff like that, just like with anything else, you know, if they're trying a bunch of different sports, 
Great. Let them do that when they're younger. Try different kinds of music. Great. Let them do that when they're younger so that they've kind of got a jump start on developing their whatever their tastes are yeah. and I, you know expand I mean, their horizons yeah that's it man that's it so you know you mentioned the sushi thing my kids love pb and j as as much as other kids uh mac and cheese all that stuff that you know your typical kid chicken kid nuggets loves. yeah boom all that stuff but they don't freak out over sushi they don't freak out over uh i don't know um meat and threes uh local barbecue joints that kind of thing they're never really surprised by it because they've grown up eating it yeah yeah, Ava, when we went to fast food uh, tonight even, she was like, hey, Dad, can you and I go home and make a salad? I kind of want to eat healthier. And I was like blown away. Ooh. You don't want a cheeseburger that that has so much stuff in it that you, I don't know why you could eat 15 of them because they're so good, but they're so bad for you. And she's like, no, I, I just want to go home and eat a salad. So I think Catherine's done a good job with that. Yeah, yeah. So another benefit for us uh, of going out to a sit-down place is kind of along the same lines of the cultural stuff, developing patience. And it's really, really hard. That is a huge battle to fight. And uh, I would say my wife, Sarah, has more grace in recognizing that patience is being developed in that kind of situation. Like you said, I'm the one going, shh, no, no, no. Do you want me to take you outside? Do I have to straighten (laughs) you out? All that, I'm the one doing that. And I just need to take a chill pill as long as we're not being rude. And I, I'm not trying to say that we ever want to be rude to our, our neighboring tables or the staff or anything like that. But, you know, it, it's it's the give and take. You do have to sit there and uh, the kids do have to realize that it's going to take a little bit longer for the food to come out or whatever it is. You know, it's waiting is one thing. But if you're developing patience throughout that waiting, I'd say that's got some value. Yeah. And starting to build. And, and these are things that you can you can also do at home in some respect. But. There are things you can't get at home that you get at a restaurant. Uh, I do know some families that have tried to, uh, what's the word, simulate uh, a restaurant at times. So like you get your sons to serve the ladies. So if you have a big family, and certainly you don't do this every night, but you can do these things at, at the house. I didn't write this down. Uh, in the no, notes, this is but, a cool idea. I haven't yeah, heard of this before. Um, yeah, and and I'm not saying we've done it much. Um, it's something I want to do as my boys get a little older, and um, right. I could try it now. It would be probably more fun than <laughs> than it than it would be actual, uh, you know, uh, actual benefit. But the idea here is, you know, you, you know, mom, maybe mom's made the dinner, but everything's ready, and the boys serve, you know, Ava and Catherine in our, in our case, or pick two of your eight kids and their servers, you know? And so you can start kind of simulating that at home. There aren't neighboring tables that you're worried about, things like that. Plus it teaches them service. It teaches the others patience. You can be working on table etiquette and manners and all that stuff with the people that are eating. Yeah. So just, just a general idea there. And that just literally just came to me because I've, I've seen other families do stuff like that and they make it fun too, you know, and then they may rotate who's the server next time. So, yeah, that's a fun idea. That's, that's a really good way of implementing a lot of the benefits while avoiding some of the drawbacks. Uh, I, yeah. I mentioned the waiting thing, especially if you go to a place, you know, Friday, Saturday night, it's, it's time to go out, right? It's the weekend. Let's have some fun because you're not stressed out about school the next day for the kids or work the next day for you and your spouse, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you get there, especially again, if it's the weekend, you're waiting for a table and then you're waiting for menus 
and then you're waiting to order. Then you're waiting for the food. Then you're waiting for more drinks. You're waiting for the check. It's, it's that waiting game, which as adults, we've developed those skills to know that, okay, nobody's out to get me, or I'm not going to go hungry, or whatever it is. But your kids probably haven't developed those skills yet, depending on their ages. But how else do they learn? So it's, again, kind of that balance, that back and forth. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I never saw those benefits, and because, normally because my, I'm about to pull my hair out or or slip my wrist. <laughs> but thank you, you've given me this show has given me uh, you know great advice. I appreciate it, Lance. That's why we're here. We're here for you, Bobby. <laughs> uh, while while we're in such a, a a silver lining mood, why don't you give me another one of your drawbacks, and maybe we can uh, find a silver lining for it. Yeah. Oh man. Um, for me, it's really just when it all goes downhill at one time, I feel like when we make the adventure and say, Hey, you know, it's like you and your spouse are in a great mood. You come home from work, you know, honey, I don't want you to cook, you know, plus your mate, you might be craving something from who knows where, you know, Olive Garden or whatever. Especially and, if your wife is pregnant. Hi, Sarah. Yeah, she wanted right. wild. She really, really wanted hot wings tonight. Bam. Dang. I wish my <laughs> wife would crave hot wings when she's pregnant. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> anyway, you come home, you're in a great mood, and you light up her world when you say, hey, let's go out. And I'm, I'm in a great mood, and I, my patience meter is full, you know, and we're good to go. Let's take the kids out. And you go to the restaurant. And it just slowly starts chipping at you. And for me, I feel like it happens. If it's happened, you know, once it's happened a hundred times, it all goes downhill at one time. You know, your littlest one has a diaper blowout. Somebody spills water at within the same minute. Uh, <laughs> two of them are arguing over, uh, you know, you stole my crayons, you know, or where's my yellow crayon? Because everybody, you know, they give you like a green, blue and yellow or red or something like that. And you're like, why can't you just have a vat of crayons here? <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, it just, I could go on and on about the, the scenarios that that could happen. Somebody falls out of their chair when they, cause they're not sitting properly. I can't tell you how many times that happens. I was Look, about to say, that's never just, happened to us. If you would just sit down on your bottom and tuck your chair under, you wouldn't fall out of your seat and bang your head and cry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm probably getting the point across, right? I mean, uh, it just all goes downhill. And that patience meter that I said was full when I came home from work mm. while I was excited about ordering X off the menu, uh, I could care less about what I'm eating at that point, And I just want to get out of there as soon as I can. Um, that seems to be our experience more often than not with the four kids at the ages that we have. Um, but... You know, maybe, uh, maybe if I can out, you know, have a different outlook, maybe that would change a little bit. So, mm. uh, probably along those same lines, you know, they they're excited, they're wild, and especially with the younger ones, they make a mess. And oh, you yeah. go back to the benefits of what we talked about, right? It's supposed to be easier and quicker and everything. I've got a love hate relationship with this cleaning up after your kids. So the meal's done. Maybe you're waiting on the check. And here I've got Tyler, who's made. A mess. Most of his dinner's on the floor, not in his not in his tummy. And I'm thinking, yeah, when I was a waiter, because I waited tables back in the day, I really could not stand it when families would come in and they would leave a mess. Now, here here's the pro con thing. 
that dude is making money. He's not just making money as the waiter or the busboy or just the restaurant general manager or whatever. They're not just making money because they're selling you food. They're making money on the service aspect, right? I mean, that's that's part of it. They bust your table. But I think it crosses the line when they're supposed to clean up after your kids. I think that's something that more parents should be doing. And probably if you're the kind of person that's listening to a show like this, you're into podcasting, you're into growth and development as a parent, you're trying to do better, that kind of thing. You're probably not the kind of person that's leaving messes in Olive Garden anyway. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I think that that's a line that everyone has to draw on their own. Uh, where Where is it too much of a tornadic mess to where I, I feel like I need to do something? Or you you pull out your wallet and you tip them more because you know this is going to be bad for you. I apologize, but I know that it's going to be bad for you. And here's how I know. And they see it when they get their tip, you know, so that that's another way to kind of make it and maybe justify it in your head a little bit. But yeah, there's a lot of different layers there. You know, uh, you, at one, one hand they're getting paid on the other hand, you're like, but man, <laughs> my kid just literally destroyed this place, you know? <laughs> And, you know, just the humanity in you is like, this is wrong to do to someone else. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like you, you, know. you know, packed your dust buster in your, in your wife's purse or whatever to bring yeah. home with you to clean up this mess. You know, you don't have to go to those links, but yeah. do what you can. Uh, and if you can't do anything or you yeah. choose not to do anything, I, I think the, the tipping extra a little bit uh, really helps hammer home the golden rule thing. You know, if you were yeah. that waiter, if you were that bus guy, how would you feel? Yeah. You know, how, yeah. how would you want to be treated? Yeah. Anyway, sure uh, enough, so man. on that note, man, maybe we should have done the drawbacks first and then done the positives because now I'm thinking. So we don't land do on I, a negative. <laughs> well, but do I ever want to take my children out to eat again? Yeah, you'll I do think, it again. I think it might be pizza from here on out. We'll just call up the, the delivery guy and it'll show up on my doorstep. Which is kind of a middle groundish. I was thinking about mm. this before the show. You, Again, not not to go to the health benefits of pizza. That's arguable. Yeah, even if even if you get your fresh crust and your fresh toppings, who knows where you are on the health scale? You know, that's we're not trying to climb whatever what is it like Minchie's ladder or something? You ever heard of that? I don't. I can't remember <laughs> the name. I'm saying it wrong. Some ladder. There's like a ladder of health food. Anyway, I digress. If I find it, we'll put it on. We'll put it up on the on the the, the show notes. The beautiful irony there is that Minchie's is a frozen yogurt shop, and if Minchie's has a it's ladder, not, like I don't think it's Minchie's. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, it's some neat. It's some some name ladder, and there are people if they're hearing it, they've they've they they know what I'm talking about. We're gonna put it. We have to now put it on the show page on the show notes. Show. All right, we'll do it for sure. Anyway, uh, we digress. The pizza thing. I think it's a good middle of the ground thing sometimes. Uh, you, you know, you grab some paper plates, you pick up a pizza on the way home. Maybe you do one of these take and bake places. Uh, frankly, we've done uh, Walmart or Sam's or Costco, um, like take home and bake. And they're, they're, good. they're good to me. My kids love them. You know, you're kind of getting the benefit of not cooking, not having a whole lot of cleanup and eating out all at the same time. Uh, we probably do this at least once every other week. Uh, our kids love it to death, uh, just as much as I did having pizza when I was a kid. Who doesn't love pizza, right? Um, so I think that's a good, good middle of the road. I think that's a great point. You know, whether it's takeout, whether it's pizza, any of that stuff. It, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do 
but like you said, find that middle ground to where maybe it's not as expensive because what pizza for, for my family is, I think 20, 22 bucks is what it was the other day when we ordered from Papa John's and we still had some leftovers. So it, it's cheaper than, you know, the, the Chick-fil-A example that I used earlier, certainly cheaper than if I took everybody out to a sit down place, you know, I know Charlie's or Olive Garden that we'd be looking at 40, 50 bucks somewhere in that neck of the woods there. Mm-hmm. So we still get some of the benefits, not all the drawbacks. But I would say, especially kind of going back to the table service, however frequently or infrequently you're going out to eat, or and maybe it is even just buzzing through the drive-thru, maximize that investment. If you're going to do it, do, do something that gets the most time, that gets the most money, that gets the most adventure for your kids. So if you're focused on the cultural stuff, or if you're focused on, hey, we've really got to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible, or if you're going, I've really got to... I don't care as much about the money. I've I've just got to make this happen. You know, balance all that stuff. Like you said, Bobby, earlier, it's that balancing act. But, you know, really focus on how can I maximize all of this stuff right now instead of just what's going to be the, the shortest shortcut possible. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Totally agree. Well, that episode is completely done. Thank you so much for listening. Bobby and I love doing the show. If you've got feedback for us, please let us know. Uh, for the show notes that Bobby referred to and all that other stuff, you can join our email list and just a lot more. Check out AboveAverageShow.com. You can go over there and connect with us there. Again, AboveAverageShow.com. So thank you so much again for listening. Thank you for being Above Average. We'll see you all next time. Later, guys. <laughs>